0: Well, this is going poorly. Is there a lot of pointing at each other? A lot of looks, a lot of confusion? Listen, what's important is we figure out who's to blame.
1: <laughs> who's got the clips? Somebody's is there. there clip? Michael has them? I think we have a clip. Okay, so Michael needed more heads up. I didn't realize yeah. Michael had them. Uh, that's a shame. This is uh, John
0: Kennedy. He gets a lot of attention. Not the president. The uh, colorful senator from Louisiana. There you go.
2: Impeachment uh, polls right up there with skim milk. Among the american people but but my advice to my democratic friends is um if you want to do it, go hard or go home. You know if you want to do it go go to Amazon online, buy spine, and do it, but go hard or go home if you're not going to do it, then let us get back to work e Listen to this now. This will be colorful. You can hear it in his voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got Kamala Harris is uh, number three. Kamala Harris when she's at the big California shindig over the weekend talking about
2: obstructed justice and then hired an
0: attorney general to clean up the crime scene. We need to begin impeachment proceedings and we need a new commander in chief.
1: Crowd was very enthusiastic about that. Nancy Pelosi, she tried to uh, talk about other things, and people kept screaming "impeachment" over the top of her. And uh, sorry, okay, hear.
2: yeah. The report lays out eleven instances of possible obstruction of justice by the President of the United States. As I told you, this was like coming home for me. <laughs> this week, we heard directly from Special Counsel Mueller, his report
3: but yeah that goes on for like a minute and you just people keep keep screaming impeachment
1: so yeah yeah i don't know where it's going what's going to happen go ahead well that's what kennedy's saying right that's what trump's saying that's what lindsey graham's saying go
0: home go ahead do it knock yourself out go big or go to hell see how that goes for you go at it or go to the dime store i don't care All right. <laughs> Go to Amazon online. <laughs> Thank you, Senator. Yeah, whoa, is that where that is? <laughs> Thank you, center. So I'm reading more about this, uh, this boxing guy who won the heavyweight championship out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruiz is his name, right? Uh, what's his first name again? Andy. Should, Andy Ruiz. Right, Andy. This is my brother's name. I should be able to remember that. Um, he was added to the... He was a substitute. Added back in April because the previous guy uh, was roiding up or something. Not ranked among the top ten uh, heavyweights by Ring Magazine, which apparently still exists. We need a guy who we know for sure is not on steroids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bit Zoftig. We've got the picture of the new heavyweight champion of the world at armstrongandgetty.com. He's, he's, he's a chubby fella. But as I said, he's like an NFL lineman. Under the chubby is death. Dude is quick. Oh, my gosh. I, he may bring me back to boxing. Which oh, yeah. is I'll guys punching fight. each other in the head until they lose consciousness. Eh, maybe not. I'll or the ref says fight. that's enough. Right, because <laughs> he's losing consciousness. Are you? He's from... just so losing consciousness, he doesn't know it. That's when the ref steps in. Good stuff. And when
1: he goes back, he's all tired, and he goes back, and he sits down, and he tilts back his head, and they squirt frosting into his mouth. <laughs>
0: I don't think that's accurate,
2: and I don't think that's very
1: respectful to the new heavyweight champ. <laughs> I will not spend much time on this. Maybe we could link this, although it's in the Washington Post, and they, they paywall everything, right? They you don't a, let you read Washington Post? You get a couple freebies a Do month, you? I think, yeah. I read this over the weekend and thought it was kind of interesting. As a World War II fan, I didn't know what to think of this. Are you familiar with... You're a fan of the deadliest conflict in human history? That's sick. Uh, One of D-Day's most famous heroic assaults may have been unnecessary. Point du Hoc? Is that the way you pronounce it? Uh, For whatever reason, I'm not familiar with this one of the most famous episodes from D-Day, which June 6th this week will be the anniversary of D-Day, 75th anniversary of D-Day. So D-Day is getting attention in books and movies and speeches and all that sort of stuff as usual. Um I assume Trump's Europe trip takes him to Normandy on on Thursday for the 6th I would guess. Yes.
0: Yeah, he will be
1: attending that. Yeah. But so Point du Hoc is um it was featured in the the famous black and white movie The Longest Day, but it's been featured in a whole bunch of different movies and and the idea was was you had a bunch of Army Rangers who who went to this cliff and it's where the Germans had their big guns shooting down on us as we were trying to come on the beach, and we had to stop those guns from slaughtering our guys as we were trying to go on the beach there on D Day, and, right. and 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 take back and Europe from the from the Nazis.
0: They slaughtered them anyway, but yeah.
1: and so the uh, so the Rangers they 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 fabricated some rope ladders and everything like that, and climbed up. Many of them getting shot as they went up, picked up by snipers and everything like that, and uh, and were able to take out that big gun, and that was one of the key points to the success of D-Day. Except a guy has discovered recently that's not what happened. The Germans had already moved the guns from there to somewhere else. And all that was up there was was a bunch of nothing and some uh, telephone poles that had been painted black and laid down to look like guns. Oh, boy. And this <sighs> has just been discovered really recently. Wow. And so the story is completely different. And as he points out, those Rangers didn't know that. And what they did is every bit as heroic. Sure. But it's a completely different story it's what they accomplished and it's just you know it's just not the same story right and he's getting a tremendous amount of pushback from people huh. you're ruining this great story Ronald Reagan gave a very moving speech I watched the YouTube video over the weekend on the 35th anniversary standing at that point mm. about those brave men and what they accomplished well they didn't accomplish that they didn't they didn't they did what they did but it didn't accomplish anything yeah huh. you you probably wouldn't give the speech well it, it it accomplished that they was, I don't know, was there
3: communications to where they said, hey, it's all clear. The fact that they physically didn't unplug the guns, I don't know how guns
1: work.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> electric well, guns?
3: Yeah, the, the fact that they got there and
1: uh, no, 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 they're just telephone poles. Let's get on shore. Right. Here's where it gets more complicated though. So you got those individual guys, th- nothing changes for them right. what, what they did, sure. their bravery. Although, how many of them knew what? At some point, They knew, and certainly the guy in charge knew, there ain't no guns here. How Mm -hmm. did that story never come out? The guy that was in charge, who ended up dying with all kinds of medals and books and speeches and all this sort of stuff, he knew, and he never told anybody. Yeah, I'll tell you how this came out. It's kind of interesting. This guy who's a World War II buff, he went to an auction. And uh, one of the things at the auction was a, a, a fully intact World War II military uniform. And he bought it for, I think, like 180 bucks. Which side? Uh, The U.S. side. Okay. Uh, It's an American guy buying an American soldier's... And inside the guy's uh, pocket was a map. And and on the map was marks of where the German artillery was. This guy was such a World War II buff... That he recognized, wait a second, they don't have Point du whatever it's called, Point du hawk on here. They got some different area on there. Yeah. That's weird. Wow. He goes and starts digging around that other area, ends up buying the property when he finds something, and keeps it secret for months. I'll be damned. And uncovers, digs away all the dirt and everything like that, and underneath there's a bunker and guns and all kinds of stuff. It was the main point of resistance for the Germans to protect the beach. Hmm. Way down the road. So he figured all this out. Then he started doing more research, came across this guy had been going. I think he died recently also. This guy had been going around giving speeches and going back to France and throwing they'd throw parades for him and everything like that. (laughs) This guy was very unhappy with this new revelation. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the author and the guy who bought the land and says, hey, you know, you're ruining this story. I don't believe it's true and everything like that. Author says, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Does a little research. Guy's a complete fraud. The guy's complete fraud. Oh he boy. wasn't even he wasn't in the in the area. He wasn't even in that country. Wow. He's been for, for decades going around the United States and Europe, getting awards, giving speeches, writing books, all this stuff. He was a complete phony. So wow. how many phonies were involved in keeping that story being the legend that it was, well, and I totally get why people. And I'm not looking to. The, the, so, the author's not looking to ruin
0: anybody. I'm not looking to ruin anybody. I just think it's history, interesting. And then, what do you do with the history? W- well, right. As I was going to say, um, even if you knew what was going on, given the more you understand about war, the more you understand how this sort of thing happens all the time. Because disguising where your forces are is is a big thing, right? Um, And guys fight and die with incredible bravery all the time for a piece of ground that turns out to be not the one. You know, because you just don't know. And so if I'm involved in it and I saw the heroism and the death, because it's easy for us to, you know, this is my second, it's easy for you behind the microphone uh, in the last half hour. Uh, (laughs) I can enjoy it. I may make it a regular part of my act. Uh, But... Uh, it, it's easy to talk about people fighting and dying heroically. Remember, they don't like die in the movies. Sometimes it's horrific. Um, Often it's horrific. And so y- you wouldn't even want to, like, try to explain to laymen or regular people. And it turns out the guns weren't there. I mean, you just you wouldn't go there. You'd talk about the heroism of the guys and how, because you have to have guys attacking all of the places they might be to make sure you get the places that there are. So I get why people wouldn't make a big deal of that. Now, the guy traveling around is a fraud. They ought to hang him. I don't care if he's 80. Hang him now. Um, uh, but- I
1: understand, I understand everything you just said there. I think, uh, uh, at some point you'd have thought the, the, the colonel who was in charge when he's sitting there and people are giving flowery speeches of how you what your unit did on that day say it was the most important thing. And that was the key to the, you'd have said to somebody, actually, it wasn't the key. I mean, it turned out the guns weren't there.
0: Yeah. He had just gone along with that story all those years. Well, well, they Andor. make multiple movies about it. And How about Andor, the guys who uh, assaulted the other point? Right. Where those guns plus, that we thought were there were over there. Plus,
1: it ended up being a, a strategic error that the military probably ought to know. How did we make that mistake? Or when did we make that mistake?
0: Yeah, I don't see. I don't know. I'm not an expert in it. I just I, I have a feeling that. They assaulted a bunch of places that may or may not have been as important as they thought. But for whatever reason, massive invasion, For
1: whatever reason, this one became the focal point and yeah. like a legendary assault. Sure. Yeah, that was something different. And this historian's point not, hey, I'm I'm saying these guys are as brave as they were before. Right. I'm just saying there wasn't anything there when they got there. I'm just pointing that out because it's here on this land I own right here. Come look at it. The fog and, of he, war. and he's just getting killed by people. Shut up. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The
1: fog of war 75 years later, even.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's something.
1: He actually bought the property and started digging around and found all these amazingly intact bunkers. He found a German skeleton. Wow. How do you
3: know it in was uniform. German? Oh, okay. In
0: uniform, yeah. It might have been a British skeleton that crawled into the uniform. Mm. <laughs> now, that's amazing. I mean, if you are a, a fan of history or whatever, to you buy the property and begin excavating and you've yeah. got uh, preserved you know like museum yeah. oh yeah that they're going
1: to turn conflict. it into a museum
0: that's, that's astounding a, that's
1: part of the controversy though there had been a museum over there for something else and he's saying that like, didn't happen over there it happened over
0: here oh boy that is so interesting yeah yeah my my daughter went to a place like that this is this is a made up tale it's not true uh, every bit of this is fiction uh, it was a world war 1 um you know a place like attraction like that museum like that and there are so many bomb fragments everywhere. She just grabbed one for me. Awesome. Yeah. And, That's and again, a good made-up story. That did not happen. Uh, they certainly were not removed. I'm or, sure I'm sure that violates America. like 90 federal laws. Yeah, but it never happened. And
1: international laws. I, I don't even have um, a daughter. A made-up story can't violate laws, Jack.
3: <laughs> I don't right.
0: even
1: have a daughter. <laughs> that part's made up. The whole thing
3: is
0: sure, I, I don't even have a wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Extra Large Podcast. Available on the iHeart and Apple Podcast apps or wherever podcasts are given away for free. The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show. June already. What the heck? Yeah, we could talk about the John Cleese controversy if we wanted to. He's one of my favorite human beings ever. Um, But I don't know. I find it a little tiresome. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it.
1: would somebody look up the, de, the, date of the debate? I know it's this month in three weeks. I think the debate of the first, the date of the first democratic debate Fox is doing a town hall with who's the most phony of them all. Kirsten Gillibrand. Kirsten Maybe. Gillibrand. She's pretty phony. Yeah. She's yeah. the phoniest of them all by far.
0: She, yeah, she's utterly without, uh, authenticity on any question. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if she tells you the sun's out, make sure it's not a you know an explosion that's I'm, lighting the world. I'm
1: hoping Chris Wallace lays out a bunch of her 180 degree apart positions she's taken over the years. Horrible woman.
3: Uh, the two nights of Dem debate uh, festivities begin June 26th. They're doing two nights in a
0: row. So that's uh, right around Game Three of the NBA Finals. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> what, what, Wednesday, Friday, 26. that's a long Monday? way away. Or the NBA Finals?
1: It's on Wednesday, yeah. Check your local listings. Will Clay Thompson's uh, leg be better? We
0: don't know. So, at risk of uh, too much war, I found this absolutely astounding. Well, actually, what time? Yeah, we barely have enough time. But uh, why not? Uh, The war in Afghanistan, as of last year, obviously, they have more complete statistics. The war in Afghanistan, all combatants, not Americans, thank God, but all combatants, almost 36,000 people were killed last year. Wow. 36,000. We have the idea it's kind of uh, boiled down. It was the deadliest conflict on Earth last year. Deadlier than the other ones you've heard of. Like the Syrian Civil War, which it's difficult to uh, uh, pin down, but probably the low 20s. 23,000 is the top estimate. Wow which is uh, a little less than the situation in Yemen. They just call it the Yemeni crisis, civil war. Al-Qaeda's there, South Yemen's in surgery. The Saudi-Yemeni border conflict is a hellhole. Uh, 25,000, almost 26,000 people died there. But here's your shocking number two finisher on Earth. With 20, 27,765 dead, almost 28,000, ladies and gentlemen, the Mexican drug war. Oh, really? Deadlier than any conflict on Earth except the war in Afghanistan. Deadlier than the Yemeni crisis, which if you're into news and foreign affairs and that sort of thing you hear about all the time, isn't that astonishing? Oh,
1: yeah, there are major international uh, lines being drawn and maneuverings being made by the U.N. over what's going on in Yemen. Nobody's paying any attention to the Mexican drug war, and as many people are dying.
0: Sure, your ongoing Iraqi conflict, uh, roughly what seven times as many people, six times certainly, um, dying in Mexico in the drug war than in Iraq right now.
1: That's incredible. How about that? What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
2: Well, Democratic presidential candidates get schooled in what their members want. You got (laughs) Mexico punching it up, launching tariff counteroffensives and... The ultimate coffee cure-all-or-curse story. I doubt it. Good <laughs> Lord.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what are those? I'm drinking some now. I'm going to tempt fate. I don't care. Yeah. There you go. Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Jack, you can't beat fun at the old ballpark. Unless you're swarmed by bees and stung to death. Anyway, 0-2. Half-hour bee delay at the Padres game yesterday. Isn't that something? bothering the fans or the players? Well, they swarmed on the field, I guess, around the pitcher's mound. Then they clustered on one of the field mics. Killer bees? Um, no, Regular they didn't bees? kill anybody. Regular bees, as far as we can tell. Uh, they are still questioning, questioning the bees. Half hour bee delay. About 10 years ago, there was an hour long bee delay at the Padres uh, game. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, everybody's fine. It was probably, and this, uh, I became aware of this when it happened in my neighborhood. The queen leads the swarm to a new place. And they all go, all of them, hundreds, thousands of bees. And they're not, they have no ill intent. We are
2: moving to the pitcher's mound. Hello!
0: (laughs) I assume that's where the queen. (laughs) And so uh, there was a a tree in our neighborhood that uh, Judy and I were taking a walk with. uh, I think it was uh, Onyx back in the day when he was still with us. And we heard this uh, loud buzzing. It was nearly like industrial buzzing, like it was machinery. Like, what the hell is that? And we we realized as we get up to this tree, kind of a little tree, probably 12, 14 feet high, 8 feet across, if you're trying to picture the tree. Um, And we realized, oh, that tree is completely covered with bees thousands of bees. Huh. And uh, ah! and uh, a, a neighbor who is an amateur entomologist or something said, yeah, they're just on the move. And as soon as the queen leaves, they'll go. And sure enough, uh, the next day, they're all gone.
2: Let us go now. Wow. <laughs> we all through here?
0: <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips.
2: Now, some of the Democratic presidential hopefuls got schooled over the weekend at the party's California convention in San Francisco. The You're message- not crazy enough. Message basically, go left or go home. Former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper booed mightily at the uh, convention after he denounced socialism. And then on Sunday, another hopeful, former Maryland Congressman John Delaney got heckled and booed after criticizing Medicare for All. Medicare for All
0: may sound good, but well, it's, it's actually, actually
2: not good, good policy, policy, nor is, nor is it good, good politics. politics. I'm, I'm telling you. you. 100. 100. Really? Just a- go ahead and say it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if, what? How up, just say it. You got a microphone. <laughs> As the booing continued, the lady told the crowd, this is called the battle of ideas, my friends. And the booing continued and continued and continued. So you got that angle of California, that it's to
1: the left of where most Democrats in the country are, I think. Then you've got the fact that California's been moved up in terms of its voting to um, right after. So Iowa's February 3rd. right. Then you do New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina on February. And then California is right after that. But it's on March 3rd with a dozen other states. So it's one of a whole bunch of states going that day. Now, strategists say, well, California's moved up, and it's a big prize, but it's quite a conundrum in this way. It's so vast and expensive for campaigning. Now, if you're Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, it might be worth, because you've got enough name recognition, you can practically treat it like, you know, national politics. Uh, and, and Bernie has made Iowa, New Hampshire, and California his top three states for visiting so far. But one strategist said the problem with California is that you could spend like hundreds of millions of dollars, and it would feel like you spent five cents. You can't go up on the air for the amount of time or as long as you'd want to have any impact. You can't spend the money or a field staff to cover that state with the resources that it would be required. It's simply impossible to make a dent. Mm. So it only favors three candidates that are widely known, Biden, Sanders, and Kamala Harris because she's, you know, from the state.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: It is interesting. And and if Democrats were going out of their way to try to make it easier for an insurgent candidacy to come along and not just have, you know, whoever's the most known win, I don't think they helped themselves.
0: Well, Jack, you're into the grubby, grubby world of politics. I, Joe Getty, I'm into ideas and governance and coming off as superior. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, was that Hickenlooper or Delaney? It was Hickenlooper. I'll, I'll bet he that went lady. home and cried in his, arm, in his mom's arms. Then went and watched that, some porn. That would have been a good joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what, Michael? Hey, forever. <laughs> but anyway, he was trying to make uh, the point that 130 million Americans have insurance through their their workplace and why would you pry them off of that and put them on the tab of the government which is going to be expensive and complex and all and it reminds me and this is the great disease that afflicts California reminds me of the the brilliant words of Thomas Sowell who said much of the social history of the western world over the past three decades it's now more like five decades because he said a while ago it's been a history of replacing what worked with what sounded good and I would say that's exactly what happened there SOA was the three-hour
1: call-in show on Book TV yesterday morning. Really? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but three hours. Three long. hours? Asking him questions and talking about stuff. I assume that's That'll available online, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Website. We pay for it, so we should get it, yeah.
2: Mexico launching a counteroffensive against the threat of U.S. tariffs, saying the steps they've already taken on immigration have kept hundreds of thousands of migrants from reaching the United States. Mexico saying it's only going to go so far to avert uh, the uh, the uh, duties and tariffs and absolutely ruled out a third safe country agreement that would require asylum seekers to apply for refuge in Mexico first.
1: So I watched some of the Sunday shows over the weekend and they all were going with the angle that Trump is just doing this whole Mexico tariff immigration thing to distract from Mueller. Chuck Todd on Meet the Press actually led with that. Is this a serious attempt to handle immigration or just an attempt to deflect from the Mueller report? The Mueller report, there's been an ongoing story about the Mueller report every couple days for two years. Right. Right. In other words, there wouldn't been a point any time in the last two years that Trump could have a- launched this tariff on immigration or anything else, where you couldn't have said this is just to cover up this story or that story, because right. there's been one every couple of days for two years. Right. But they seriously, they talked about that in serious tones on Meet the Press and the other shows.
0: That's just so weak. Speaking of uh, immigration, a though. thousand people crossed the border at one time, right, from the most dangerous country on Earth. Twenty-seven, almost 28,000 people dying in Mexico uh, in the drug war last year, which may be the most underreported story on Earth right now. In fact, in terms of the loss of life, it's got to be. Unless you're going to go with constantly reporting on malaria, which goes on and on.
2: Got a new study out that finds drinking 25 cups of coffee a day is no worse for your heart than drinking one cup a day. Twenty-five? Yes. That's plenty. Researchers with the British Heart Foundation looked at more than 8,000 people who drank varying amounts of coffee. They compared their MRI scans, and the data seems to directly contradict a lot of other studies that suggest coffee stiffens your arteries and increases the risk of heart attack. So there you go. 25 Mm. cups a day.
0: Fascinating. I have some information on coffee that uh, blew my mind. Yeah? We'll get to that. It's a bean, you know. Was that it? Mm. It's not a bean, you know. Then why do they call it coffee beans? It's a seed. Hmm. That's the sort of thing uh, people would say. Who'd rather be right than popular?
1: <laughs> and so you can today's tell me that. word of the day is pedantic. And I'm sure, and I'm sure I've heard that a hundred times, and I'll respond the same way now. Interesting, uh, and then I'll forget because I don't freaking uh, care, and it doesn't matter. I mean,
0: unless you're breeding the thing. And Wait six a minute, months from now, this has no beans
1: on it. It's has seeds. And six <laughs> months this is a disaster. I'll Burn re- all of the coffee
0: crop. Six months from now, somebody
1: will point out, you know, it's actually a seed. And i will like, oh, really? That's interesting. It's I'm not a bean. To, uh, what do you know? <laughs> right.
2: And that's the joy. One, one last <laughs> note. Warriors. Tomatoes are fruit. I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Warriors. won game 2 109 to 104 in Toronto in the NBA finals. Oh, yes. It's all tied up now at one uh, win apiece. Game three tipping off Wednesday. Great in series Oakland.
0: thus far. Really good if you enjoy the basketball. And I, I'm not even that big a fan, but it's been great. That's your The news. effort. Oh my God! If you watch the regular season basketball and your team's not in the playoffs, tune it in once to see guys try.
2: That's the best thing about the it finals. It is a different yeah. level of effort, no yeah. doubt. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
0: Got a bunch of baked millionaires kind of jogging their way through the regular season. And I don't blame them. Yeah, comes the final times, they actually show what they can do, and it's pretty awesome.
1: It appears to matter to them a great deal. Yeah. Um,
0: Playing for pride.
1: I think I've uh, touched upon the one topic... I'm trying to think. Yeah, the one topic that will get as many texts as talking about guns. Uh-oh. That is talking about World War II in any way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. Yep.
0: yep, yep we didn't yep, talk
1: yep. about guns today and the horrifying shooting that happened on Friday, because what are you going to say that hasn't been said previously quite a few times? But
0: You don't get to hurt people because you're mad. Everybody just <laughs> needs to repeat that. Every opportunity. By everybody, all media. You know, anybody with a public voice, you're mad, I'm mad, he's mad, everybody's mad at something, at some point, you don't get to hurt people, period. Yeah, and I know this isn't the end of the conversation. There's Take it like a man. How about that? Take your, uh, and being a man doesn't mean hurting innocent people, crazy effers.
1: God dang it. There's much more you could discuss and argue about. I'm not claiming there's not. But that angle of it that Joe's just talking about, that the people yeah. have some sort of weird response now that they didn't have. When I was a kid, every single human being I knew, man, woman, and child, had access to a gun. Everybody.
0: did. Nobody worried about it. Right. Something changed. And listen, if you're pro-repealing like repealing the Second Amendment... You're anti-gun. You're, well, really, anywhere, anywhere on the ideological spectrum, you can join us. You're not weakening your argument, at least not not in any world I want to live in, by saying, okay, we got to ban guns, and, hey, America, society, let's talk about not being so incredibly selfish that you take your frustrations out on innocent people, or even guilty people for the love of God. Join us in that. I don't care where you come down on guns. Way too many
1: uh, media sources talking about this guy and his complaints and his name and his picture over the weekend. Way too many. I mean, we're, we're not even close to get to, to making the point with everybody Nope. that stop that. It's causing more deaths. You're causing more deaths by putting that guy's name out there and his complaints. Who cares what his complaints are?
0: That's very grim. Can I end the segment on some more fascinating information about uh, fruits, vegetables, seeds, and berries? No? Do we have time? What's a bean and what's not a bean? I'm willing
1: willing to sit through the commercials for that one.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
3: Because four hours of live radio just isn't enough. The Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast now available on the iHeart and Apple podcast apps.
0: The Armstrong
1: and Getty Show. Maybe we'll do this tomorrow. They did a study. Convincing people to live greener lives makes them less likely to support real climate policy.
0: Kind of confusing, Mm. according to a study that they did. We'll
1: talk about it tomorrow.
0: I have a number of questions. That number is two. So, uh, anybody else uh, drink uh, caffeinated beverages around here? I
1: drink some coffee, but not very much. In that, I it.
0: do. I'm cutting way back on the coffee, and and I think maybe I made a mistake. I think I may get back on the bean. Hmm. Uh, it's a seed know, joke. Uh, <laughs> I see you, Joe. You know what? The student has become the master. Um, I got the uh, I got the hypertension. Runs in my family. I'm doing all sorts of things to try to t- treat it. Um, But I was cutting back on caffeine because, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to control. So I thought, all right, let's let's be smart and cut back on the caffeine. And I did a bunch of research on caffeine's uh, effects on the body. And I learned that caffeine causes an initial contracting of the artery walls. It's a vasoconstrictor. But then, because of one of the substances in coffee, theophylline, which may or may not be pronounced correctly, uh, relaxes. The smooth muscle, which has an overall vasodilator effect on the blood vessels. In other words, it opens blood vessels to allow for greater blood flow. Um, Theophylline relaxes smooth muscles, which is also why it's good for people with asthma. And why, and I say this not as a childish talk show host, but as a scientist, you have a cup of coffee, you're more likely to poop. Oh, really? Relaxes everything. Yeah. But listen to this. Why does caffeine... More likely for me to stay awake is really
1: the only reason I drink coffee.
0: Bingo. Why does caffeine make you feel more awake? Uh, I I didn't know. I had a vague notion. It was because of the vasoconstrictor thing. It upped your blood pressure, and you're just kind of, yeah, yeah. Not at all. Your liver metabolizes most of the stuff in uh, coffee, but not all of it. So some of it goes to the brain. And the molecule of caffeine is very, very similar to a, a, a hormone, adenosine, adenosine, which is a neurotransmitter. They're so similar. Caffeine molecules bind to the brain's adenosine receptors and block adenosine from binding and doing its job. Do you know what adenosine's job is? To make you feel sleepy. Mm. So it just it, it occupies the sleepy receptors in your brain and like swats away the guys who are supposed to be there. Isn't that something? Who discovered that? So when your brain is saying, hey, you got to take a rest, the tissues are getting tired, your brain's getting tired, time to shut down. Adenosine gets in there and says, not so much. We're going to soldier on.
1: Yeah, which you got to wonder how good that is for you, because you would have to assume that your body's telling you to rest for a good reason.
0: Process also interferes with the dopamine system in the brain. Dopamine, the feel-good neurotransmitter. It becomes more plentiful when adenosine is blocked by the caffeine, because the adenosine department tells the dopamine department, guys, can you scale back a little bit? Because we really gotta rest. We gotta go to sleep. So if you give me all the life is great chemicals, I'm not gonna take a rest. <laughs> But with the adenosine, there were the uh, the other the other stuffs or the uh, the caffeine bearing. You know, they 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 never get the call. How about that's why coffee works.
1: So I'm drinking a lot less coffee, and I've noticed any of the coffee drinks that you buy, like we have in our vending machine out here. Yeah. they all have so much sugar in them. Derf. If you just want a little coffee from one of those little things, they're like eating a candy bar with some caffeine. Who decided that those things have to go together? Jack, I've researched the chemical effects
0: of sugar as well. Makes you fat. Mm. Back to you. Hello,
2: Pelosi here. I've only had a couple of hot toddies. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I forgot what I was going to
0: say. Uh, Time for final thoughts. <laughs> oh, Drunk, just like in that totally unaltered video that was making. That runs. gurgling is disgusting. <laughs> How does he do that? Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's
2: get a final thought from
0: everybody. Gotta be brief.
2: Michelangelo, final thought. Well, I'm canceling my gym membership because Andy Ruiz, our new heavyweight champion, is proof that you can be in, out of shape and be, do great things, you know?
0: Uh, He's fat, but he ain't out of shape, man. He would slap you around like the rag dog you are. Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, as Chateau
3: Relaxo continues to shape into form, uh, the first weekend of some hot grill action, Positive Sean blog at armstrongandgetty.com. I, I put pictures of food on there. That's what the internet likes, right? Yes,
2: absolutely. Oh, they love it. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Got to tell you, during my uh, birthday month road trip, I have discovered artesian olives and artesian bread. There you go. Bought them both at a roadside stand, and they are delicious. That's
1: living. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you mean artisan or artesian Some artesia?
1: (laughs) Jack, your final thought? Yes, we talked about this earlier. So since we're into June, we're into the middle of the year. How about renewing my, your, New Year's resolutions? You forgot what they even are. They kind of dropped off. Why wait till the first of the year to decide I'm going to drink less coffee or exercise more or start saving money or whatever?
0: Mm. Let's restart these things. Yep, good idea. It's also the longest days of the year. I love this time of year. Uh, Finally, uh, my final thought, it could be a hundred different things, but uh, one more caffeine fact. It uh, lives in your body and keeps having effects uh, a lot or a little for about four to six hours. Which is why they tell you don't be uh, drinking any after late in the afternoon. How many hours? Four to six. Hmm. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank, so many people who had to get heavily caffeinated to make it through the show. Uh, go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. It's our website. You can email us, mailbag at Armstrong and Getty. All the clicks, all the stories we talked about—they're there. We'll
1: see you tomorrow. God bless America.
0: This is. Uh
2: and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
0: Thank you, and good
2: night. <laughs> and the show's over. What?
0: Bye-bye. Hey, 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 hey. Hey hey. Hey, hey, hey. Armstrong and Getty.